Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash Talking Dogs. Hello and welcome along to episode 157 of the uh, Talking Dogs on Thursday podcast with myself, Barry Drake. It's a double uh, episode uh, this uh, week. We're going to have two great uh, guests, of course, and they're releasing it at the, the slightly uh, later uh, day in the week, of course, uh, going out on Friday this week. But we're going to say hello to Shane Rigney, who's the first of our guests, of course, uh, from Time Greyhound Nutrition. And uh, as always, um, Shane, will welcome you to the podcast. Podcast. Thanks, Barry. Thanks very much for having me on. Yeah, brilliant to catch up with you, Shane. And um, you know, an event that I always look forward to really kickstart racing at Curraheen Park is the Time Greyhound Nutrition at Cork Cup. And uh, of course, you had a great presence in Curraheen Park uh, last Saturday night. So, as I said, a great way to kickstart the new year. Yeah, great way to kickstart the new year, Barry. Yeah, great night last Saturday night. Some some great racing. Um, plenty of nice dogs to watch out for over the coming weeks as well. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, we'll have a, a quick uh, look back, I suppose, on and, and some of the uh, winning performances from last Saturday night. But I suppose um, from you know Time Greyhound and Nutrition's uh, uh, point of view, as I said, this is a fabulous um, you know competition in, in, in Cork and you know great to be supporting it again. And uh, no doubt, I suppose, look, you'll be looking for, for that support back, which is which is very important as well. Uh, of course, yeah, that, that's it, Barry. Look, we... we we do intend to support, but look, yeah, it is nice to, to get that bit back as well. Um, and look, I suppose in conjunction with our, our sponsorship this year in Cork, uh, we're going to run a, a couple of stakes in conjunction with the supporters club. So oh. look, hopefully that'll uh, that'll go down well. Yeah, I'm sure it will, of course. Uh, fair play there. That's uh, more fantastic work from Time Greyhound Nutrition. Of course, unbelievable work going on uh, at the uh, Curraheen Park um, Greyhound track with the uh, supporters club. So just looking back to the uh, event itself um, last um, Saturday night, of course, it started with a, a good, uh, I suppose, front-running winning performance there from Devs Diva, who won the opening heat there for owner Connor Devon and David Hickey. It was a 29-17 winning performance, and uh, I, th- I think it's fair to say it got pretty close there in the end um, Shane yeah yeah uh, well well, to hold on really in the end um, in fairness the lads panther there in, in trap 6 looked like he was going to just nip it at the line but um, no deserving win for Devs Diva in fairness later and, and, and stead in front just to the end yeah, it sure was. Great, great way to kickstart the competition. It was pretty much all one-way traffic in the second heat, Shane. Uh, Milleridge and Nadia winning for the uh, Milleridge prefix and, and Don Lomahany. This was um, a super performance, 28-61 in the clock. And as I said, winning with plenty to spare. Yeah, great performance. Um, my memory serves me correct. Uh, hit, hit the front just coming down the, coming to the third bend and um, flew home from there, 28-61. A, a very good run. That sure was one of the, the standout performances and of course we didn't have to wait long of course uh, for, for the quickest uh, run of the, the competition to date um, of course no surprise to see it came from the, the Riverside Kennels in Golden and County Tipperary Addy Graham Holland Yeah Riverside Pengu uh, a, a very deserving winner um, very impressive 28-37 um, led coming around the, the, the first bend there and uh, was really never in doubt after that it was, uh, there, was a, there, was a, there was a big gap back to set, second yeah, it sure was um, a convincing uh, winning performance, of course, owned by Rachel Holland, of course, who is such a big part of the uh, Riverside op- uh, operation. And moving on to the, the next heat, um, Shane, i let you take over here, but this was Cork's success for Blairney trainer John Linehan. Yeah, um, Footfield, Footfield Beach in the next race, um, 28-49, uh, very impressive lead again, uh, and 
led all the way really um, again is nicely housed in, in, in trap 2 this week in, in heat 3 as well so it'll be interesting to see uh, footfield peach sorry I should say um, um, it'll be interesting to see how, how, how they go next this week yeah it sure was another great performance and um, there was a ground in the following heat was making it 5 wins on the bounce what a fabulous performance uh, for, yeah, 15 for 15 bold, bold, uh, yeah. 5 wins on the bounce very, very difficult to do going for 6 in a row now this week so Look, again, ideally how is this week in Trap 1, in against Fussfield Peach, the, the dog we mentioned there in the last heat. Um, Elite Tom ran up that race, um, ne- nearly got up on the line, uh, another good strong running dog, again in Heat 3, so it was Heat 3 for this week, we'll probably talk about that in a couple of minutes, Is a um, it's a fairly hot heat. Yeah, sure is of course, and fifteen bolt of course, uh, trained by Eamon Martin in in ownership, of course, uh, with Terry Gillick, and uh, Eamon got fantastic satisfaction out of that, which is always great to see. Uh, moving on to the sixth heat, then um, this was uh, Romeo Steele, Shane. Yeah, Romeo Steele. This is a dog now. I think um, there could be another, even a a, a bigger run in again um, throughout the competition. Um, Twenty eight eighty seven, but down the back straight showed serious, serious pace to win. Um, dog could be anything really um, looking forward to seeing him again this Saturday night yeah that of course was making it a, a double on the night uh, for, for Graham Holland and of course they completed a wonderful triple in the opening round in the uh, final heat uh, Shane they did with fair points Susie doing 28-66 um, yeah Sean her class uh, 28-66 a good run led and um, yeah was never really in doubt never really in doubt after that but um, a, a great treble for, for Graham Holland yeah, it sure was, and I suppose look uh, when when you step in and uh, you know sponsor these you know great events, I suppose for for the stake itself, it's always great to see you know these uh, big flashy runs as well. It is, yeah, because look, I suppose that's what gets people talking too. You know, it brings the uh, attention to the competition. Um, people have their eye outs and keep keep their eye outs for certain dogs there. Like I think all the winners there this week were were, were quite impressive, but and like that there was there was a uh, runners up there and. Uh, Dogs are in defeat, but um, you know they lost nothing in that and showed plenty for for the coming forward for the next few weeks. That's exactly it, and uh, we're going to have a quick look ahead to the um, quarterfinals on uh, Saturday night. Um, Shane, we'll start with the the opening heat. Um, it looks a uh, competitive um, affair to me. Uh, when I was doing the form guide, I, I gave the selection to trap number four, um, Stellenbosch, uh, who's trained uh, locally by Karen Lynch. But it looks a wide open contest. Yeah, it is a wide open contest. Hard to pick a winner out of it, really, you know. Um, trap four, great chance, as you said there. Trap six, lad Panther, that look, he has he has his draw. Um, he's going to have his draw. Um, he's only white seed left in the competition. Um, that could be to his advantage too, you know. Um, came home very strong in the first heat last week, so he'll have a big rest run too. It's a Definitely, yeah, I can see him being um, heavily in the mix. I thought that the next one was a real puzzle. Obviously, um, Riverside uh, Pingu was was the star of the show on twenty eight thirty seven uh, last week, but this is a much tougher assignment. I suppose the more I look at the race, maybe the Bold Freddy uh, could be one to keep an eye on. But another wide, wide open contest. Yeah, the Bold Freddy was ideally housed in, in in trap one, but it was Riverside Pingu after last week. It's hard to to, to look any further. Trap four this week was in trap five last week, and and, and didn't mind that. But look, you have Fair Point Susie obviously in the race as well. Dev Diva two two heat winners last week. Um, Fair Point Susie's out in trap six, so the draw could be a bit far out. But um, three heat winners in that in, in that heat alone from last week, so it's uh, very competitive. 
Yeah, it sure is, um, to, to say the least. And, and the same can be said about the third heat because you have the likes of, you know, Footfield Peach in, in trap number two. Elite Tom, as you already pointed out, showed massive uh, pace in defeat last time. You were impressed by Romeo Steele, who showed devastating speed down the back straight. 15 Bolt was also a heat winner, so another thrilling contest. Yeah, very difficult to pick a winner in that race. As I said, look, Footfield Peach last week, very impressive, as was 15 Bolt. Um, Romeo Steele, as I said, I just think there could be a, a big run in, in that dog going forward. Um, the pace he showed down the back straight last week was very, very impressive. Um, but again, very difficult to, to pick a winner out of that race. Three yeah. winners again in, in, in that race. Sure is, uh, Shane. And moving on to the, the fourth and final quarter final, Millridge Nadia uh, will will no doubt start as you know leading fancy here. But uh, fair point, uh, Maureen. Uh, looks like there's a big run in that too if it can just improve in the in the trapping department. Yeah. Ideally housed on, uh, on trap one there as well. I suppose up the draw going forward here is going to be a big thing. Um, uh, literally, you've, you've won, you've won middle seat and one wide seat left. The rest of them are inside seats, so everyone is uh, looking to get as close to the rail as possible. So Fairpoint Maureen is ideally housed, and look, Millerage and Nadia was quite impressive last week. So looking forward again to to seeing that race Saturday night. Yeah, look, it's, um, it's all to play for, of course, uh, 5,000 euros to the winner. And um, as I've said, I suppose, numerous times over the course of the, the last week or so, it really kickstarts the um, Greyhound Race in Canada here in Cork with so much to look forward to uh, from here on in. And uh, just in terms of the, the next couple of Saturday nights, Shane, will you be, uh, making the, you'll be making the trip to Cork, no doubt? We will, of course, yeah. No, we will, of course. We, we, um, we like to be there to see the action live. Um, I'll be there on Saturday night, Barry, and, and for the next coming Saturday night after that. Um, looking forward to it. There's always a great atmosphere down in Cork. Um, great old crack there Saturday night, and looking forward to the crack over the coming weeks as well. Yeah, exactly, and uh, and that's what it's all about. And I suppose, look, we're we're so fortunate here in in Cork to have such you know wonderful facility, uh, facilities there in Curragh Park. Yeah, I'm sure you were impressed on Saturday night. They are. They're very very impressive. Very impressive. Very modern state of the art. Um, kennels. You know, very impressive. Your restaurant, everything, everything is um, is very impressive down there. To be honest, with you. and I suppose you know from from sponsors, you know, um, obviously you know Time Greyhound Nutrition. It, it, it's great to be, I suppose, in attendance and you know meeting the heat winners and you know getting the pictures and you know pr- promoting, I suppose, your great products. Oh well, that's it, Barry. That's what it's all about. To be down there, meeting the people, promoting the product. Um, you know, meet me and our customers, our clients, and. Um, seeing them after getting a bit of success you know that's, uh, it's nice to be able to be there to congratulate them too yeah it sure is and uh, look it was uh, great meeting yourself and, and Willie in, in, in Cork uh, last Saturday night no doubt we'll catch up over the course of the, the next couple of weeks and uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk again before the final Shane and we might go into maybe a, a bit more more detail or in, in stuff about your products and stuff like that and, and of course sure. we will be talking about the big final as well Perfect, Barry. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course. Uh, thanks so much there to uh, Shane Rigney of Time Ground Nutrition, our fest- first guest on this week's podcast. Now we're going to move on to the second of our guests um, here on the uh, Talking Dogs on Thursday podcast, which of course is going out on Friday um, this week uh, down to um, studio maintenance. But we're going to say hello to a man that has a, a keen interest um, in, in greyhound racing. And um, if you're a, a regular or if you've attended um, Turles um, Greyhound uh, Racing, in recent times you will hear this man uh, calling them home that of course is Mark J Fanning um, and uh, we're going to say hello to Mark now who kindly joins us on the podcast hello to you Mark Hey Barry how are you doing how's things? Yeah great to catch up with you Mark and um, I su- 
I suppose you are kind of a pretty familiar familiar face. As I said, you do commentary um, at Thurlis, and of course you've um, often, I suppose, been in attendance for, for Boyle Sports at the uh, Boyle Sports Irish Greyhound Derby. Yeah, of course. I'm probably known as a jack-of-all-trades master or none, yeah, but... Um uh, yeah, calling the action there at Turles on a Saturday night and of course as you said I represent Files whenever I give them the opportunity so yeah, no, it's great to be involved in the Greyhound racing and uh, hopefully for a few more years Exactly, great stuff and, and tell us just in terms of the commentary how did that all start and was that always something that you were interested in Mark? Well, to be honest with you Barry um it was more of an accident really than anything but like if we if we roll it back maybe all my life I've been involved in greyhound racing um, I would have gone to my grandfather's years ago and of course you go in they were farmers but it, everyone years ago they always had a greyhound or whatnot. Um I remember going into my grandfather's farm every when we when we go over from school and he'd be in the shed, he had a little shed there at the back of the farmyard and you could smell the pot boiling and it was just a, a significant smell, you know, you, you kind of synonymous really and uh, he was a great man with dogs. My mother, of course, that's where I got her from, my mother. My mother was, um, she would have she would have walked the dogs and galloped the dogs and they would have milked four or five cows and head off to school and that was the kind of times they were back then. But, uh, my grandfather, I didn't realise how, like, back in the day, if my grandfather had a runner in Turles, we'd go in, and if he had a winner, it was like a derby winner to us, but I didn't realise how actually good he was. There was there was pictures everywhere and, at home, and back then, I, I, looking at the photos, like, dogs look way bigger, I think, but um, my gra- it was actually above at the derby back when Good News won the night, so I actually had my mother with me, and uh, John Kendi actually met her the same night, and he said, there's the woman that started it all and I was like I was fascinated in like so my mother was able to go back into breeding herself when John was able to tell her kind of where it came from she didn't even realise you know she's been out of dogs for years but well she comes a bit with me or when I had my own runner or two but uh, like my grandfather had, a, had a, got a, a bitch called O'Leary's girl who bred Windy Era and when Windy Era bred Harakara all these bitches went down to Code Dancer down the line then and then uh ended up the Cabra line and then Pippi and Good News so it's amazing to trace back like but those people like my mother could tell you all that without any greyhound data whereas I'd know I'd have to go onto the data but uh, then I I worked with a man called Pat Ryan and he was a farmer as well I worked you know, in the school and I was school and he had a few dogs and I used to help him and sure I thought I was training but I wasn't all I was doing was walking every day every day for him but uh great times with Pat and uh, then I got one or two of me on my first runner was a winner and I thought it was going to be easy but I learned the hard way it wasn't but good work and everything I just I didn't really have time for Greyhounds then and I was away and of course it was great working with Boyles because John Boyle is a great supporter of Greyhound racing I'm not just saying that because I work for the man he's absolutely fantastic for Greyhound racing both on the track and course and of course sponsored the Derby for over a decade and the course and the Derby it was great to see but um then through Leon Blanche and Sarah Kinsler then they, they um, got me uh, back to the year of COVID just I think it was 2021 when the derby ran um, to do the presentations up there and I, I kind of got the bug, the bug back again so I got involved in the Greyhound and I was going into Torless and then 
one of the girls in one night asked me, would it, would it be interesting doing a bit of commentary one night? So I said, I'll give it a whack. There was a big night coming up for December back in 2022, or 2021, sorry. And uh, I gave it a whack. Oh, it was horrendous the first night. I actually remember missing you on, I think it was Twitter or Facebook, and I said, Gary, I'm going starting here. Any chance of a bit of advice? And you taught me a sentence, which I, I never forget, and it's probably one of the truest sentences I've ever heard, was... Uh, just watch a few uh, Ian Fortune's races and take what you can out of that and it's just true but you have to put your own spin in it too you can't just copycat anyone but he's kind of the blueprint the, the fortunes were always great the, the devices of Greyhound racing and uh, that's kind of where I started from so I kind of put my own spin if I can the good thing about Torless is, is the, the audio is not on the replay so no one can give out to me because I, I do make the odd cock up but uh, that's the good and the bad like sometimes it's nice to hear it back I do sometimes the audio record and put it on the videos myself especially for the big races but uh, no no it's been going well now and uh, hopefully for a few more years Fair, fair play, of course. Um, you know, and, and and commentary and commentators such a an important, I suppose. Um, you know, figure not just in greyhound racing, but but in horse racing. I think it's a, it's a, it's a must. Um, just in terms of the the events ongoing at the moment, I suppose. Look, we have to give special attention to the Droopy Stud Champion Open Five Two Five, um, sponsored by Droopy Stud, of course, uh, down there, uh, in in Port Law, of course. Droopy Stud three thousand one hundred and fifty euros to the winner. We've seen some fabulous performances. Um, last um. Saturday to Saturday night, um, Mark, and I'm sure you get a, a great thrill out of you know calling these um, you know big powerhouses in the world of greyhound racing home. Yeah, my first my first champion bitch stake calling at home. I I'd only a handful of races under my belt. Sing along, Sally won it. So to call a bitch like her home, you know you know what she's done down through the years. And of course, we have Bobsleigh Dream running here for Pat Buckley, was um, who I called to win the Tip Cup. Uh, two years ago she was a classic winner what she's done in her career uh, 63,000 in prize money for Pat Buckley again and Willie Joe Murphy but uh, I say Pat Buckley I met him at Shelburne this year and he was <laughs> he was uh, the night of the commentary the, the tip cup I think I mentioned Pat Buckley more than the winner just you get wrapped up in the occasion and that like so yeah Pat Buckley is, uh, he's, he's, he's trying to he's trying to win it again this year now with Bob's Day Dream she was actually third in her first round but her first round that she won the tip cup in she was toured as well so maybe that's a good omen going forward but there was some fantastic performances there there was a uh, Turkish Delight was was a really good winner there track 28.93 when you take the 20, 20 spots off it was 28.73 uh, that was a fantastic performance um, I thought Pacquiao Files bitch uh, actually by Droopy Sydney sponsors wouldn't mind if she won but I thought she was maybe one to take out of that race Mustang Fever um, take nothing away from the winner but I just thought Mustang Fever got within a length and I, I just thought Renovic Green and the same night definitely will improve Pat won't peak until he, he, till they reach the final but they re here in the in the first semi-final which is race 8 of a 12 race card and of course it is a cracking card not just saying it because I'm there but there's some fantastic race on the night supporting the, the, the champion bitch stake but um that's, that looks like it's going to be a cracking semi-final you have bobsleigh dream of course we'll have to step up but no doubt she will from her third run or her third place performance in our opening round but um, but there's two semi-finals and I think that most of the time with, with finals or semi-finals you'd be always or especially the semi-finals you'd be saying one maybe stands out more than the other but I think each one here equally as important as the other um, you have 
Mark Lahey's bitch I was very impressed with Annie Andrea um, I think I butchered, butchered her name the first night um, she clocked 28.82 28.62 after you take the 20 off but Mark of course is one of the shrewdest trainers around at the minute and he's definitely a man going places but I think this daughter of uh, Superior Panama I think she was very very impressive um, she's going to take all the beating here in in the in, in, in the second semi-final which is race 9 but there's there's plenty of stories in behind too but yeah the two cracking semi-finals Barry to look forward to yeah very much looking forward to them Mark of course and uh, we will preview the big final on the podcast as well um, you know come come next week elsewhere on the card of course you said some other good competitions down for decision we have the Dini Mackey Memorial A3 stake which has um, 2,000 euros um, to the winner as well so that's going to be a great event and we have the Paz Bear Upper Church A5 525 semi-finals as well 1,600 euros to the winner uh, so there's uh, something there for everyone on Saturday night uh, Mark yeah there are two equally uh, supporting races that I think are going to be absolutely crackers as well the Dinny Mackey Memorial of course is sponsored by Mackey's Baron Torres Mackey's the family they're, they're great supporters of the race and they've sponsored this stake for a lot of years and it's great it, it, I, the, the crack that you, I think if I, if I have it right now we'll know more next week but I think that the semi-final is going to take place this Saturday but I think the final one actually takes place till March the 2nd which is going to be the week after it should be because um, it'll be a standalone feature itself but Barry if anyone's floating around that night the crack that will be there that night will be unbelievable um, yeah there's two cracking semi-finals Sundance Shirley of course named after Shirley Root the late Shirley Root so she was she opened her first two races um, by winning uh, great to see she's going to she's definitely um She's a, she's a bitch that's going places and, and it's going. She she'll take a bit of whacking in it. I think there's a couple of nice there's a couple of nice uh, semi-finals there as well, backing it up. But uh, yeah, there's there's twelve races on the card as I said Saturday night, and each one is as significant as others. Some cracking racing there, of course. Michelle feeling who um, they would have had dogs down through the years. Um, she's the, the the manager there now for I think it's the past year or that, but. Uh, She's she's been doing a great job there now at the minute and um there's twelve races nearly every Saturday night now. Yeah, that's absolutely get fifteen if they could happen. Yeah, I'm sure they would, but that's absolutely fantastic. And one thing I know is about Turles as well, um all always plenty of ongoing competitions and stakes on, which is always a I suppose a real treat for people involved at the track. Yeah, and you have the likes of um when you have the likes of Pac Gilfoyle there or 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 Pat Buckley or you know uh, Paul Hennessy coming which they are now and Mort Lahey as well there um, you know you, you get those good dogs you'll get the crowds as well so it's great to see the big trainers coming back and it's great to see the big competitions like the Tipperary Cup getting the big crowds and like the, the Paz Bear now and, and the Dinny Mackey the nights they're on of course the Tip supporters are having a the Tipperary GA are having a big night um, which will be on the night of the final of the champion bitch um, the 24th that's going to be a sellout. There's going to be to be some crowd there now. It'll be it'll, it'll remind you of like days of old, you no know, upstairs full because the facilities in Torles they have everything there. You know the food, the bar. You have upstairs. You have a great view of the track. You've probably one of the best views of a track in the country. Like and it's probably one of the one of the top tracks itself. Like running tracks, I think myself. Like yeah, look. So it's great. To, it's great to see a good revival coming now again and. Like there's a lot of people putting in a lot of work. I don't want to mention any or leave out any names, but like 
the Dewan family there who are synonymous with having runners they have actually a couple of runners on the night as well and they, every one of them there they're all digging in like Rory who like he's just he just helps with everything he'd be in there strimming grass one minute and you know they have a good bunch of girls there Rory and Michael there you know you have Michelle and Kate and I don't want to mention, I'm probably leaving out names but um, the work that they've done on the track like and it's all you know voluntarily but that's because Greyhound people love the game it's such a, a down to earth game you know I was gone out of it myself for a few years I was busy away and I was doing you know more involved with the horse racing and it was just truly on Blanche Sarah Kinsley Boyle Sports getting me back in and you get the bug back and of course when you meet those people it's like it's reminiscent of old times like my grandfather my mother I wouldn't be in Greyhound racing only for my mother but like she they're great people you know back in the day it was they had a, they had a few, couple of milking cows and a few greyhounds like and you know, it's still that kind of an atmosphere, I think. Even you know, even the big trainers there, like Paul Hennessy and that, like you go down to Kilkenny if he's there or whatever, you meet him, you chat away to us, you know, and any of them, like, you know. Exactly. Look, it's such a fabulous sport, and and, and you've uh, told us some great stories there, Mark. And as I said, look, we, we, as I said at the start, you're, you're saying, I hope you give me ten minutes. Be knocking me off, you will hang up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Look, we we are we are going to leave it at that, but we're definitely going to catch up before the big final because I suppose from from my own point of view and the, and the Greyhound Racing Ireland podcast here, it's important that of course we give all these um, competitions plenty of coverage, and we appreciate you coming on. And I suppose uh, speaking so highly of Turles, and you know, thanks for for joining us on the podcast, and a big I suppose bula bust to everyone involved in in Turles Greyhound Stadium, and uh, looking forward to the next couple of weeks. Yeah, no, definitely looking forward to the next couple of weeks. Of course, we'll be hotting up then for the summer action. But uh, no, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for having me on, Barry, and I, I can't wait to preview the final. Great stuff. Thanks so much, Mark. Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash talking dogs.